Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell for this Tuesday morning. It is the 19th of July, 2022. Daniel Pettigrew with you right across Australia throughout the SEN network. Fantastic to have your company. For listeners outside of New South Wales and Queensland, Matty Cox back in the chair on Monday morning. He's away at the moment. I saw he's up in Noosa having a good time last week, um, but he will be back next week on the show. Meantime, I'm here for the rest of the week. one 1170 is our phone number this morning. That's one 1170 or you can text 0457 736 736. Plenty going on this morning as well. A lot around in the news of the NRL and the AFL. Still a lot of reaction about Victor Radley choosing to play for England. We'll talk more about that in just a second. Some news on Collingwood as well overnight. Cameron Smith as well. Uh, the golfer Cameron Smith still dominating the headlines uh, as well after winning the British Open just over 24 hours ago. Plus, in around about 15 or so minutes, going to have a chat with our football expert. We usually catch up with him on a Thursday. We will still do so, but I thought we'd just have a chat with him uh, about something we spoke a bit about yesterday, and this was this winter festival of football. There was a game on Sunday at Suncorp Stadium. There's another game tonight between Crystal Palace and Manchester United. There's a host of games over the next couple of weeks, and we're only, what, three or so weeks away from the beginning of the Premier League season as well. So we'll have a chat with John about that in about 15 or so minutes. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 the phone number, 0457 736 736. If you want to get in touch on this Tuesday morning. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yes, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a Rheem. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. So as you can imagine, uh, every back page of the paper around Australia basically splashed with Cam Smith winning the British Open, the 150th British Open yesterday. We will get to that in just a second. But let's just look at some of the rugby league news first, and then we get onto the AFL news as well as Cam Smith and Kangaroos coach. And I mentioned this at the back end of the show. For those who are maybe not as familiar with rugby league as my normal listeners are uh, through New South Wales and Queensland, we've got a rugby league World Cup at the end of the NRL season kicking off in, what, about two and a half months' time uh, in the UK. Um, and Kangaroos coach, Australian coach Mal Meninga, has revealed that Victor Radley was part of his discussions for the World Cup and confirmed that he wants a clarity around Jerome Luai and Stephen Crichton as where they're going to play as he steps up planning for the tournament over the next fortnight. Now, Radley, as we know, stunned the rugby league world over the weekend when he revealed that he had committed to England, turning his back on the chance to represent New South Wales and Australia. Yeah, so by Radley doing this, he's never going to play state of origin. 
Uh, once he plays for England, that's it. Um, Meninga admitted he was caught off guard by Radley's call, but insisted he harboured no ill will towards the Sydney Roosters star. But he conceded that Radley was in the mix to play for the Kangaroos, having been at the forefront of the of Meninga's thoughts in the past. So you've got to remember, Victor Radley, and look, I applaud his decision. I think it's a good decision. I think it's a brave decision. Um, and I think he'll star for England if he can stay fit. But he was in the New South Wales camp just two, well, two weeks ago, uh, leading up to the third state of origin. And anyway... Uh, Meninga said, it is, it is disappointing, but if he feels that way, I think I've made my feelings clear. I just want people who want to play for Australia, the green and the gold jersey. He's always in the mix. I t- had him in the squad I took over to New Zealand last time in 2019. Yeah, it was disappointing to hear the news, but in saying that, it was good for England because he's a quality player and a quality fella. Now, while Radley has made his decision clear, Jerome Luai and Stephen Crichton are yet to divulge their plans for the end-of-season tournament. The sense is that both are likely to follow the lead of Brian To'o and commit to Samoa. Meninga just wants some clarity as he looks to whittle down his options for the tournament. And he said, this is all the issue, this is all the issue at the moment. It really, really is messy. Because Origin is over now, we can get on with the process of seeing who is available and who isn't available. By Earl Ports, they uh, have made their decisions. Um... Yeah, your thoughts on this? Uh, look, I, as I said yesterday, I think it's really good that Victor Radley has committed to England. But it is, as Mel Meninga said, quite a messy situation when you've got people playing State of Origin then going over to their respective countries and then potentially going back to play State of Origin. Victor Radley won't be able to do that. Um, your thoughts on, can this be changed? Is there a better way to, for this to be changed uh, and to do? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 I saw Sam Walker on the news yesterday, last night, saying that he's committed to play for Queensland and Australia if he's ever peaked. One would think he would be. Um, but supports Victor Radley. So your thoughts on all of that, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 And do you put international rugby league ahead of state of origin. I know every year at this time we have this conversation if state of origin is the pinnacle of rugby league. Um, and, and from an AFL point of view, I saw tweets last week saying how much they would love to see state of origin back in the AFL. Um, so do you put the state of origin as the pinnacle of definitely NRL and potentially all winter sport in this country? Or do you put international rugby league ahead of state of origin, especially in a World Cup year. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Speaking of state of origin, on the back page of the Sydney Morning Herald this morning, it says confirmed NRL clubs, uh, concerned, sorry, NRL club chiefs are urging the NRL to dump the idea of playing all three state of origin games on Wednesdays next year as the hangover from this year's series starts to officially kick in. So, Next year, they're looking at moving it back to three Wednesdays, where, as for the past, I think, at least five years, maybe even longer, we've had two Wednesdays, usually, well, always the first and third one, and we've had a Sunday state of origin. Now, the players, as we know, who took part in last Wednesday's epic decider were rested over the weekend. 
all will be given the chance to rest up at training this week. We know how well Daly Cherry Evans played for Manly against the Newcastle Knights when he backed up three days later, but the mental slog will start for the veteran at number seven over the next few weeks. Penrith, they rested seven of their players. The clubs fought hard for the game to introduce the Sunday standalone game, but with that game to go as part of the next broadcast deal from next year, there are fears for the physical and mental state of the Stars. They are not robots. They can't go forever, Panthers Group Chief Executive Brian Fletcher said. We fought hard for that Sunday standalone game, so players and clubs weren't knocked around too much. The broadcast deal means that Sunday will go, but the players' welfare should come first. The pattern we had this year was perfect. I know I say that, and we sit eight points clear on the ladder, but the format hasn't been too taxing on players and forced them to line up all the time. Now, the arrival of the Dolphins means the bye will be scheduled every week. Fletcher said it was only fair teams uh, heavily represented and origin in recent years, including the Panthers, Storm, Cowboys, Roosters and Broncos, be handed their two buys around the Interstate Series. Uh, yeah, your thoughts on that? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 We'll be going back, to, uh, going back to Wednesdays next year. Very little doubt about that. Um, but I haven't minded the Sunday origin, and I don't think we're ever going to get state of origin perfect. I remember many, many years ago, I think it was, what, 2001, where we had three state of origins on Sundays. And I've heard a few calls about that, maybe doing three rep rounds in a row or maybe origin three weeks in a row. Um, I don't know if there's ever going to be a perfect setup for state of origin. I understand why broadcasters, in particular Channel 9, want it back on a Wednesday night. But as I say, I didn't overly mind the Sunday night state of origin. Your thoughts on that? Should it have reverted back to the three games on Wednesday night? Or would you be happy um, to see it in some different format? What's your suggestions? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 for mine. As I said, I don't think, and definitely not for the next five years, I don't think it's going to change. Um, It's locked into those three Wednesdays. But after that, is there a way that we can make it a bit easier on the clubs? Because I would say, just before we turn our attention to the golf and AFL, I would say it it does impact the NRL season. And I think we've been pretty lucky this year that the tournament's still been pretty exciting. The NRL tournament's been pretty exciting. The NRL competition's been pretty exciting. But it still has to be said that, um, yeah, Origin... Um, does dominate those six weeks. And now we're coming out of that. We've got another seven weeks before the finals. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Let's go to the open line now. And James from Hornsby is there. Morning, James. Morning. Yeah, it is morning now. Oh, yes, just. Black, just dark, yes, cold. Yeah. Not, yeah, it's not, uh, yeah, not, not light yet, but it will be in a few hours. How are you going? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, um... I just get all confused, all right? Mm. All right, mm. I'll be up front. Okay, I'm Mexican, right? Yep. Been here for a while, though. Yep. You're in Sydney um, now, yep. If State, of Origin, if State of Origin is the pinnacle game of rugby league, and we and they, rugby league keeps saying we have the players' welfare and um, due care for them, mm. why do they then throw these, keep going and back kowtowing to the broadcasters and not have the guts to say, well, we want the money. Stuff the rest. We're only saying that as words. Put the state of origin, if it's a pinnacle game, put it up there on its own. Why not have the under-19s, the women's, and then the men's on a Saturday 
everyone can go either go to the game, they get a whole day nearly of rugby league, top class rugby league supposedly, and then people at home, oh, gee, I'm not going to stay up or I can't have a party, I've got to go to work tomorrow <laughs> on the Monday or the Thursday, mm. oh, we'll have it on a Saturday, and guess what? Oh, we'll have the party, we'll have people over, we'll have it on the screen, everyone will be watching it. So, James, you'd, go have, to it, the pub. you'd have it on a Saturday night? If it's a, if the rugby league is saying this and people are saying State of Origin is our pinnacle game, why not have it where most people can either go to it mm. and the young kids can watch it and watch the young watch the under nineteens? You know, you've got twelve year olds. See, look, look, this kid's only seventeen playing for New South Wales. Oh, great! Oh yeah! Oh look, girls! There's the girls playing. Mm. Oh, there, there's the big boys playing at the end. Mm. People will get involved. Yeah, and look, have it on its own. Yeah, work I, it out. Yeah, look, I, I've heard a lot of people suggest Saturday night, James. Um, I, I don't think, and uh, look, I don't disagree with a lot of your points. And uh, even the women's origin next year is quite a bit strange because they have expanded it, which is right. But instead of making it three games, they've made it two games, which means if it's a draw in next year's series, uh, the winner of this year's origin uh, retains the trophy, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. Uh, I think, though, what you said at the top of your call, I think the broadcasters will probably have something to say about Saturday night. Um, yeah, look, mate, I, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I I think, and and I think the other thing, and I think you'll agree with this, is if they are to leave it on a Wednesday, and look, let's face it, that's probably what they're going to do for many, many years. I think we've got to yeah. kick it off earlier than quarter past eight that we do. Earlier. Yeah, much earlier, much earlier. I mean, you watch those gates at n- games at night, start at quarter past eight. Mm. You know, they don't finish at 10, 30, 11. Sometimes, all right, I've got to get up at four. Mm. Well, you know, you look through and you get to half of the second half. Oh, yes, yeah, stuff that I'm going to bed. Mm. You know, people go to bed. They don't watch it. Young kids don't watch it. People won't watch it till bloody 11 o'clock at night when they've got to get up early the next morning. Oh, but the NRL say, we look after the players. We want the fans. We look after, want the fans to be involved. Well, sorry, guys. We're not, we don't wear all wear suit and ties and have two-hour lunches and start work at 10 o'clock in the morning. No, I understand where you're I understand exactly where you're coming from, James. Thank you for the call, uh, mate. Call again on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, 1170 and you can join James on the open line or 0457 736 736. What should you make of that? Look, I don't think it will ever get played on a Saturday. I just don't think that's realistic. But I do think if we're going to keep it on a Wednesday um, or on a weeknight, we do have to kick it off earlier, 7.30. And I know Peter Volandis is pushing for this, 7.30, 7.45 at the latest. Uh, the game last week, and it wasn't entirely just because of the kickoff time um, because there was a lot of stoppages, but didn't finish until, what, about quarter past 10. Uh, keep the calls coming, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 or 0457 736 736. Back page of the Courier Mail today, and it's the back page basically of all papers. Uh, Cameron Smith winning the British Open, um, and rightly so, his back page as well, produced one of the greatest comebacks in Australia's golfing history to claim the 150th British Open at St Andrews, 62 years after Cal Nagel's victory uh, at the spiritual home of golf. The golf Smith shot a remarkable final round 64 to overturn a four-shot deficit and snatch the claret jug by a single stroke. He is the first Open winner uh, by an Aussie since Greg Norman, in 1993, it was just a remarkable achievement. Um, seen a lot of talk about him uh, over the past uh, 24 or so hours, and um, quite rightly so, as 
well. What did you make of it? Um, he just didn't win the biggest tournament in golfing history with his record-breaking come-from-behind win at St. Andrews. He also broke the evil spell that suffocated Australia's golfers for decades. For years, Australia's best have carried the most unwanted tag in sport chokers after so many heartbreaking near misses. Greg Norman, the Shark, finished second in eight uh, majors, losing playoffs and to outrageous shots. But Smith... It looked like he was going to struggle at one stage, but ended up getting the win. Um, And I noticed, and we might talk about this a little later on in the hour if we have time, he hasn't completely shut down the live golf situation. There was a question asked to him in the press conference yesterday, um, and he said it was probably not the right time to ask him that, but uh, some talk about that as well. So your thoughts on that, and would you have a huge issue if he moved to live golf? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 And AFL-wise today, St Kilda's dimming finals hopes have been down a cruel blow with key ruck Paddy Ryder out for what is likely to be the rest of the season. Ryder, he injured his calf in last Friday night's loss to the Western Bulldogs and was subbed out for the game amid Achilles' tendon fears. Scans revealed late yesterday that the damage will put the All-Australian ruck out for between four and six weeks. The Saints, as we know, were demolished by the Bulldogs and now sit in 10th position, albeit outside the eight, only on percentage. They travel to Perth this weekend to take on West Coast. So you'd imagine they'd win that game, but you never know. North Melbourne got a win last week before a tough run home that includes top eight outfits Geelong, the Brisbane Lions and the Sydney Swans. St Kilda entered its by 8-3, but has since dropped five of the past six games. Those losses have included smashings at the hands of the Swans by 51 points and Fremantle by 41 points. Uh, their coach, Brett Radden, who re-signed on a two-year deal early this month, had conceded after the loss to the Bulldogs that Ryder would be touch and go. He said, we've just got to be very, uh, we've got to be wary of a player at 34, nearly 35, who has had, has had a history of that Ryder has played 12 games this season and remains one of St Kilda's most important players. St Kilda fans, can you still make the final sitting in 10th position and a tricky run home? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 and some news surrounding Collingwood as well that has broken overnight. I'll get to as well before the end of the show. So plenty on our agenda this morning. 1300 01 1170 0457 736 736 rugby league wise. Uh, can we do something better about the World Cup Can and International Rugby League? Can we tr- uh, treat it better? Is there a way that you think we can look after it a bit more? And do you consider International Rugby League more important than State of Origin or is State of Origin the pinnacle of the game? Origin on a Wednesday night, are you happy with that? Uh, the NRL clubs are not happy about the fact that it's reverting back to that. Do you have another idea? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six AFL wise some news around Collingwood as I say I'll get to in shortly and we've got St Kilda with a major injury can they still make the finals and Cam Smith after his fantastic win yesterday would you have a huge issue with him moving to or yeah playing live golf one three hundred oh one eleven seventy oh four five seven seven three six seven three six to more of your texts and more of your calls next plus we'll speak to our football expert Jonathan Gallo as the festival of football this winter continues. 1300 01 1170 0457 736 We'll take a break, come back with more. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell.
Yeah, good to have your company. Going to talk football of the round ball variety in just a second. Uh, plenty on our agenda today. This is from Jeff saying, NRL, just in reaction to the call from James, NRL don't want a state of origin on a Saturday night against AFL because it won't rate as well against the AFL. That one from Jeff. Well, yes, that's something they would probably have to consider. I can't imagine the AFL would uh, move anything for state of origin. Um, they're obviously not going to put a game on, on a Wednesday night um, to be up against it. But that is a pretty good point, Jeff. And and, and whilst I think origin would probably still, a one-off origin game would probably still outrate, outrate the AFL, you are taking a large section of your audience away if you are playing it on a Saturday night, aren't you? Um, or potential audience, especially if there's a big AFL game. And the problem with the state of origin situation would be is that you won't know what AFL game is going to be on at uh, that time and at night. You obviously see the draw that's released, but you won't know if it's going to be a big game or not. Uh, as I said, I understand where James is coming from with his call, but Jeff, you make a very good point in regards to the AFL there. Um, but also, to be perfectly honest with you, I just um, can never see the origin, unfortunately, being on a Saturday night. But I do think it really needs uh, to be kicking off earlier. So, yeah, if you want, if you think that there's a better way to do state of origin, uh, or do you still treat it as the pinnacle of the game? Uh, Victor Radley off to play for England. one 300 one or 457 Cam Smith, potentially going to play live golf. Uh, are you happy with that? Are you against that? Are you a bit upset about that? Or you don't really care? 0457 736 736 or 1300 St Kilda, can they still make the finals? One of their key players gone, uh, it looks like, for the rest of the season. And it looks like uh, some news out of Collingwood as well with two of their stars leaving the club next year. We'll get to that as well. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Back to your texts and your calls shortly. However, it's time for our Makita power play this morning. And this season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. And I mentioned this yesterday and had a few friends that went up uh, or maybe lived in Brisbane. And if you were there, I'd still love to hear from you this morning uh, to see Aston Villa and Leeds on Sunday. About 40,000 uh, people there. And we have a real festival of football going on in and around Australia and close to Australia uh, over the past week. And we're still going on for another uh, week or so. And that continues tonight with Manchester United taking on Crystal Palace. We'll talk more about that game in a second. So I thought uh, we'd get our football expert on the line Early this week, he'll still join us on the Thursday, on Thursday to give us the road to the World Cup. But we're also only a few weeks away from the uh, EPL season as well. Jonathan Gallo, good morning to you. Morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, very, very well. Look, let's just start with uh, the general talk about this. All, or not all the EPL clubs, but quite a handful of EPL clubs out here at the moment. I watched a bit of that Aston Villa Leeds game on Sunday, flicking uh, between that and the NRL and a bit of the AFL. Um, And we saw 40,000 people there. Great atmosphere. And I think it must do wonders for the game of football in this country that we know has been struggling a little, in particular the A-League. The Socceroos making the World Cup is huge. And having these clubs visit Australia is even bigger. Well, maybe not even bigger, but just as big to have these big clubs here in Australia. Yeah, absolutely. I think it rolls on nicely to the fact that, you know, as you said, the, the English Premier League starts in, in early August, only a couple of weeks away from mm. that happening. And then obviously the, uh, F, the Australian FFA Cup talk competition starts in late July as well this month, which is going to be fantastic, you know, marketing for, for that competition, as well as obviously the A-League, which starts in early October. So 
it all kind of rolls into one after another after another, which is going to be fantastic both for the English game, which probably doesn't need as, you know, as much marketing, obviously, as the A-League needs. And we need all the help we can get down here, I think, to try and boost not only our viewership on television and, and, and listeners on radio, but we need to obviously get the crowd attendance up in the A-League games going forward. There's a little bit of debate out there only recently. I read on the Daily Mail article yesterday, which I thought was quite interesting, um, about that, you know, this has happened before when uh, Melbourne Victory had Liverpool come out to the mm. MCG. The famous You'll Never Walk Alone was played around 90,000. That made world headlines when that happened. But afterwards, you know, the, the crowd attendance at Melbourne Victory games kind of dropped off back to normal. So whether there's, you know, enough evidence out there to suggest it's going to help, you know, boost A-League numbers, it's still debatable, but um, look, I mean, the A-League and, and the Socceroos need to take advantage of this, uh, you know, recent World Cup qualification and the spike in, in football interest has always been there. But it's great to see these European clubs come out and, and try and do their bit to uh, boost the game here in Australia. Obviously, we need that, and um, I think it will help, you know, not only the A-League, as I said, but also the, the English Premier League and the Socceroos as well. So it's it's all been fantastic to see because normally... There's just a bit of a lull in the off-season mm. in, uh, in football here in Australia in the past. There hasn't been anything really going on except transfer rumours and, and just the general off-season chit-chat. But this has been good to, to you know turn attention on to the, uh, to the stage, not only for Australia, but uh, for all football around the world. And I think it does the state governments, you know, the world are good as well. I mean, you know, both um, Queensland and here in New South Wales and obviously in Victoria... Um, over in Perth, there's always been this, you know, we've had lockdowns and we've had a bit of a tough time with COVID, as the world has. Um, so I think it does the hospitality industry and the tourism industry, all the world is good. Yeah. I've seen uh, in that Leeds United and Aston Villa game uh, a couple of days ago where, you know, they had the Perth Leeds United supporters coming over, flying over to Brisbane. They had Perth supporters coming over, I'm sorry, um, Victoria supporters come over for Leeds United. So every supporter group, whether you're from mm. Leeds United or Villa or Palace or Man United, from each state has flown over to watch these games. And um, it goes to show you the passion and support yep. that's here in uh, in Australia. So I think it's fantastic overall and it'll boost the game for sure. Before we get on to the game tonight that's actually at the Melbourne Cricket Ground, you mentioned that Melbourne victory uh, game against Liverpool, uh, what was it, 2004? 13, 2014, around uh, then. So it'll be a big crowd tonight at the MCG. I thought that a point you made uh, in your first answer there was interesting about how you will get big crowds. You got 40,000 to Suncorp Stadium. I don't know how many tickets have been sold to the MCG tonight, but I dare say, especially for Man United, uh, there would be uh, a big crowd there tonight. It is interesting, though, because it is, you look at these clubs, they're Premier League clubs. They come from one of the best, if not the best competition in the world. I, I, I don't know, and you would probably know more than me, I don't know how many people that will go to this game tonight will then, I mean, obviously the hardcores are going to go, but will then transfer that into going to a Melbourne victory game, a Brisbane Raw game, a Sydney FC game in a few months' time when the A-League starts. And the other point to this question as well, how, you mentioned the tourism. How many people do you think would have come out from England? I imagine it would be a small percentage, but I still think there would be a percentage of the club's fans that would have flown out from England to Australia to support their clubs on uh, these games. Yeah, I think there would have been for sure. I think even though there's, you know, COVID spike here in Australia and, you know, obviously travel is, is a little bit difficult, even though things are somewhat normalised uh, and opened up with the borders and whatnot, I think there would have been a percentage that would have come out for sure, both from, you know, clubs like, you know, Leeds United and Villa in particular, because both are very passionate, you know, parts of uh, parts of uh, the UK. So 
I think that, that would have you know, happened for sure. Man United, I heard the supporter group did fly out mm. as well. So there has been that interest um, coming over to Australia and, and taking part in it and all. Um, but, yeah, in terms of the overall feel about whether it's going to help the A-League, look, you know, I think it was a good point to raise yesterday in that article that I read because I hadn't thought about it like that. And I thought, yeah, that's, that's kind of true. I mean, not only were Man United, sorry, Liverpool out here, facing Melbourne Victory a couple of years ago, but also Melbourne Victory played uh, Juventus, which they happened to win when Juventus came out here a couple of years ago uh, in a friendly as well. And then again, the, the A-League numbers went back to normal. Uh, and by normal, I mean they were quite poor. Mm. So, yeah, I, I don't know whether it helps the A-League all that much as, as opposed to helping the Premier League clubs out, actually. I mean, most people come there to watch. If you see the crowd numbers... People aren't wearing jerseys that reflect A-League size. They're more wearing, you know, your, your, your APL clubs, whether it be Leicester, I saw an Everton jersey. The other day I saw Celtic jersey in the crowd. I've seen a few Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal jerseys. I haven't seen too many fans going there wearing A-League club jerseys. So, mm. you know, I wonder whether the, the interest is going to stay on afterwards, um, whether it's a bit of a marketing ploy. People have criticised that maybe that money would have been better spent in actually developing the facilities uh, for the Women's World Cup that's going to be over here in Australia and New Zealand shortly, as well as you know helping the soccer roos and the youth development part of the game uh, was where some of the money could have been better spent, I suppose. But um, look, it is great for the game. I don't mm. want to you know, you know downpour it. It is good for the game, but there are people out there that are you know, putting some valid points through. So um, yeah, time will tell, I suppose, as to I, how we'll see this benefit. I, I, John, I, I think it's great for the game. Um, I, I know what you're saying in terms of potentially spending money, but I think you got to, and I like I haven't looked at the ratings, but I think tonight, and especially when it's not up against any of the NRL or the AFL, you're going to get more people watching these games. I would imagine than you would at the moment an average A League game. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think it's fantastic for the game, and we are going into Melbourne this morning. So if you are heading to the MCG tonight, uh, very jealous. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. That atmosphere uh, will be something else tonight when Manchester United do play Crystal Palace. John, uh, just before we let you go today, we do have the start of the Premier League season. I think it kicks off in a couple of weeks' time, 5th and 6th of August around then, so it's only uh, two or three weeks away. Um, uh, so there's been much talk about it. We've talked about it a bit in the sense that it's going to be interrupted slightly by the World Cup this year, so we're going to get well about three or four months of it on, well, three months of it on, and then it's going to have a little break over the World Cup um, four or five weeks while the World Cup is on, that's going to interfere with the Premier League season. But I don't think it's going to impact it majorly because there's going to be a lot of players, of course, playing for their respective countries in the World Cup. But other than that, some of these players are actually going to probably get a month's break over the World Cup that aren't picked uh, for their respective countries. And uh, I think last year we saw, last season, we saw a brilliant EPL season. I think this one is going to live up to its hype again. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the good thing, you know, with this tournament here in, in Sydney in Australia and around, you know, Victoria as well as Queensland, all parts of Australia, is that we're seeing players that we wouldn't have to feature before. You know, new signings are coming out, getting that match fitness in their legs. Young players who are on the uh, on the edge of making the first team are coming out playing more games. And so I think as we run into the uh, into the Premier League season a couple of weeks away, this kind of off-season tournament will really prepare these Premier League sides going forward. So I think that's one of the big things, the good things about it as well, this, this tournament down here in Australia. And, yeah, you're right, the Premier League has been moved forward a little bit to cater for the November-December time when the Qatar World Cup rolls round. So 
I think that's very good to keep that interest going. And um, and I think for Premier League players and squads, I think it's going to do them the world of good as well. Um, there's been new signings, obviously, from Villa and Leeds United and Man United as well. So um, to see those new signings out here in Australia is, is fantastic. And I think that will do um, you know, the Premier League all the world of good. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the, the, the players manage these injuries and, uh, and niggles during the course of the season, and particularly as they lead up to the World Cup. And whether certain players will rather prefer to sit out and rest, you know, in preparation for the World Cup, or whether they would rather, you know, take part as much as they used to, that will be the interesting thing as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of twists and turns this season. It's going to be an unusual season because of that mid-season break. But mm. um, I think it's been good to see that we've seen some off-season tournaments you know, really build the hype in the lead-up to the Premier League, not only here in Australia, but obviously in Singapore as well, where Liverpool and the like are, uh, are making their tour there in the off-season. So... I think it's just going to be about managing these injuries and niggles and trying to keep these players as fit as possible, both for the World Cup and obviously for the beginning of this Premier League season as well. Yeah, going to be very, very interesting if you are, as I say, heading out to the MCG tonight uh, to see Manchester United up against Crystal Palace. Uh, let me know, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Now, John, we will talk again later on in the week in about 48 hours' time. Uh, we're going to start previewing Group C of the World Cup as our road to the World Cup continues. And uh, I was thinking, just as I let you go, we started that about a month ago. We're just getting a little bit closer and a bit more talk uh, happening around around the Football World Cup as we get closer to the EPL season. So looking forward to continuing our chats on Thursday morning. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of good things happening around the World Cup, obviously. So, um, yeah, it's good to keep that momentum going. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to discussing, I think it's Argentina and Poland. Yes. Uh, so on Thursday morning. So, uh, yeah, that will be really uh, exciting stuff. So yes. Look forward to it again. And I know uh, this weekend as well, you're going to be doing some extensive research on the World Cup as well. Absolutely, yeah. Now I'm going to be going you know, all across Australia to um, to make my research known, and uh, got a lot of data and good sources of information, Dan. So I'm really looking forward to that as well. Fantastic, going the extra mile, John. Thank you. We will speak to you on Thursday. All right, mate. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you, mate. Jonathan Gallo talking football, and we will continue our road to the World Cup on Thursday. one 1170 Back with your texts, your calls next. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Yeah, it is. Uh, news on the St. George Illawarra Dragons, the Parramatta Eels and Collingwood all very shortly, plus your texts in just a sec, 0457 But let's go back to the open line on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Jim from Doncaster's on the line. Morning, Jim. Uh, good morning, mate. How are you going? Yeah, very well, mate. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Look, uh, Sam Smith, mm. I'll be the first to admit I'm... Um, I'm you know, more an AFL dude and I follow a bit of Liverpool and a Mad Tigers fan. Yep, yep. So it's, you know, it does your rules for me. And I usually tune in to the tennis and the golf when it's the majors. And mm. that's all I really know. You know what I mean? These are the things that I that I watch. I don't really follow the circuit other than that. Maybe just a brief look. I've got to say, just as a layman, uh, when the question was posed to Cam Smith about uh, the live golf, and I was, I, I was, that's it. You know, really interested to see what happened in the last round. I woke up and I was pretty pretty excited when I heard that he'd won. You know, mm. I was scouring the internet for highlights and all that sort of stuff. So I think a lot of guys are probably the same. You know, mm. um, and then when he was posed the question about the live golf, I've got to say, for me personally, I was pretty disappointed he just didn't categorically rule it out. I mean, I know there's a lot of bucks in, at stake, but he's not a he's not a forty fifty year old who's 
trying to look for a payday or, or a journeyman. I mean, he's, he's making good coin. And I just wonder, does he get a, does he, does he get a hall pass because he's a good guy? Is that, is that what it is? Because, I mean, I, mean, I, I know they're not the same sports, but Buddy's kind of like being lambasted because he might have the temerity to want some extra money at another club mm. at 35. And we're sort of saying, oh, well, why are you happy with the 10 mil you got? Well, Sam Smith just won 3.6. Mm. And he wants to turn his back on tradition and go and chase some garbage, you know, um, in terms of tradition uh, tournaments, you know, with guys pay- being paid for, for finishing last. I don't know, Cam Smith. I mean, have a good think about it, mate, because you're going to lose me in a heartbeat. I mean, I just think it's crap, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I don't know if he's committed to it. I don't know. But it didn't sound like he wasn't, you know. Yeah, so his answer to the uh, the uh, question, Jim, was I just won the British Open and you're asking about that. I think that's uh, that's petty, uh, not that good. Um, and then he was asked again and he said, I don't know, mate. My team around me worries about all that stuff. I'm here to win at golf tournaments. So no denial. No, he didn't say he's definitely doing it uh, either. And they're looking live golf to stage a tournament in Sydney next April. Yeah, I, I look, I, I know the timing of the question probably wasn't the right timing and I sort of agree with him on that point of view but I think by the fact that he really didn't deny it or didn't really say anything about it I think that's actually made people talk more than just shutting it down straight away yeah I agree wholeheartedly I mean I also agree with you the question initially was mate I've just won the British Open and I'm sitting on top of the world and you know but all they had to say was that you know I'm really happy where I'm at and you know, uh, you know, like, you can shut that down in two seconds. You know, it, mm. it doesn't need to be a question. And he needs to understand, I think, that people are going to be interested in that. I mean, it could be just talking point in golf for a long, long time. So mm. I don't know, mate. I mean, you know, it sounded like a half-hearted answer. And, you know, you can take your 40 beers and shove them if that's the case because, uh, you know, you're 3.6. I mean, you're about to sit second in the world. So I would assume there's going to be endorsements and money. And that's where you've made your cash. That's... Uh, mm. I mean, you, you've probably got a lot of coin in your bank account already. Surely you want to get, you know, British Opens and, 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 and you know, Augusta under your belt before you do all that sort of stuff. I don't know. It just it seemed pretty poor to me. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh because I don't get it, you know, but that's the way it felt to me. It's kind of like almost, almost feels like, like selling your soul. I, I don't know. Like, you know, just as long as the bucks are all right, the, the sport and the traditions and everything about it, doesn't matter, and that's the way it seems to me. You know, that's yeah, the way it seems to me. It's almost like somebody, almost like 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 a player who's doing pretty well in in uh, you know, the uh, the A League, you know, who's you know twenty one, twenty two, and looking like he's going to make millions and, and and be a star on the world stage. It's almost like him turning his back on playing for Australia and and, and turning his back on on big tournaments to go and play in some sort of like. Mickey Mouse competition just for the dollars. I, I don't know. I, I think you'd be torn, torn to shreds, you know, but mm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it, I'm wrong. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Watch this space, I think, Jim, in terms of what Cam Smith's next movements are. Thank you for the call, mate. Cheers, mate. That was Jim, and keep them coming. Heaps of text coming through now on that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457 to your text in just a second. If you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest Beaumont Tiles together with us want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles now and enter at iCanWin 
sportsgrid.com.au. All right, let's get to your text messages now on 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. Heaps of texts about a lot of things happening that were spoken about this morning. Uh, firstly, this one, in terms of the AFL, no, I don't see St Kilda making it uh, into the top eight. Probably be Richmond or the Bulldogs to grab eighth spot. Yeah, St Kilda currently sitting in 10th position uh, after this round of footy. AFL could do an All-Stars game if they wanted to, even as an exhibition match for charity. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that would be a a good idea. I'd still, I know after Origin last week, State of Origin in the NRL last week, there were a lot of AFL fans and experts wanting State of Origin to return. And also this one from Dean saying, pity Chelsea FC and Barcelona aren't here. I'd be there in a Flash, um, even in New Zealand, where I'm originally from, 37 years in Australia now. Um, it's very warm as well in England at the moment, in the UK, so they're probably happy they're not here. Uh, this one, um, yeah, it's okay. The money from Live Golf is Western money anyway. I don't see the problem. I don't think Cam cares who watches or not. Yeah, no name on that one, but fair enough. Uh, PGA have treated the golfers with contempt. Ten times the money for less travelling. No brainer for these golfers. No name on that one, but... Uh, thank you for that one. Uh, and another one here on 0457 736 736. This one saying maybe in a year's time, 80% of the PGA will be playing in live golf. There's too much money. 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. Thank you for the text on that. Um, and a couple of other texts here as well. This one from Junior Smithy on State of Origin saying, Morning, Dan. On the State of Origin, the squad should be named in the Sunday night. On the Sunday night. So they go into camp. Then they play on the second Wednesday night. Then back up a week and a half later for the Sunday night game. Then back up a week and a half again for game three on the Wednesday night. So the Origin series gets done quicker. Shut the comp down during that period. As I said, um, it's locked in for Wednesdays for the next five years. Um, however, um, however, I have to say to you there um, that I, I think, and I said it a few weeks ago, the NRL gets stopped by the state of origin, doesn't it? Um, and also this one from Rooster Mars. Good morning. Victor's decision to potentially play for the Pommies proves two things. Those being, he is a genuine and good bloke. I wish him all the best and absolutely 100% without a doubt representing your country, i.e. Australia, is the pinnacle, not only in rugby league, but in every sport. And if it's not, it bloody well should be. That one from Rooster Muds, yeah, I think it should be. I think uh, state of origin is huge, as we know, but I think really playing for your country in any sport, rugby league, AFL, cricket, football, has to be the pinnacle. We'll take a break, uh, bringing up to date with some of the other news happening in just a second. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Uh, yes, good to have your company on this Tuesday morning. Sorry for all the texts I couldn't get to. A lot of them coming through. Uh, this one, Live Golf is the IPL of, like IPL and cricket. It's here and they've got the money. Traditionalists need to accept it and get over it. No name on that text. And the Chookman says, Rory might have to go to Live Golf. He clearly can't make 72 holes. Thank you for all the texts and the calls this morning. Uh, now, the Dragons in Rugby League are set to have a board meeting this morning today. Uh, but uh, their chairman has said that 
their coach, Anthony Griffin, has the full support of the board. So when he's got the full support of the board, it could be slightly worrying times for their coach and Anthony Griffin, no doubt. Uh, we'll keep you up to date with that throughout the day. News in, uh, in terms of Collingwood as, low, as well, Jordan Goey and Brody Grundy quite possibly leaving the club. Jordan Goey may be going to Geelong and or St Kilda. Uh, so that breaking overnight as well. Their respective breakfast shows are coming up next and we'll keep you up to date with all of that. Thank you so much for your company today. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning. Going to talk a bit of cricket tomorrow morning and keep you up to date, obviously, with all the big NRL and AFL news. Uh, the news is next and then it's time for breakfast around the country. Have a great Tuesday and I'll be back tomorrow morning from 5am. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.